What's up, Harvesters? So today's episode, we are going to be getting into validating ourselves. And if that's something that you have struggled with, then today's episode is just for us, okay? I've definitely struggled with validating myself and seeking validation through others, which is where I struggled with recognizing my own self-worth. So validating myself did not come easy, especially during my childhood. I never really had a lot of things validated for me. I struggled with low self-esteem and self-image. I wasn't very close to my sister because there was a big age gap between us. My mother, I mean, she wasn't a bad mother, but I do, just like I had expressed in, you know, earlier episodes that there was a lack of compassion and empathy, um, which I'm now understanding and have understood that, you know, she only did the best that she could when it came to providing us with love. Like she provided us with the bare necessity, with the main necessities rather. But when it came to love and compassion and having an open heart space for us to be able to talk to her about certain things or giving us that safe space, that was an area where there were some challenges. And with me being the youngest and with the gap between my sister and I, I never really felt like I had much of a safe space when it came to them. And I know that as I got older, I know that the roles reversed for myself and my sister to where I didn't really provide her with that safe space because I didn't receive that when I was younger. And I've always wanted us to, you know, have a very, very close relationship. But I know that because of that age gap and then also coming to understand the resentment that she held towards me from when we were younger, um, because I know that she she didn't want a younger sister. I know she didn't want a younger sister. I mean, she's even been very verbal about that, even though it comes off jokingly. She's very verbal about the fact that she did not want me around. And so that reflected in her actions. We, granted, you know, there were times like we had a lot of fun together, but I do notice that there was a really, there was a, oh God, it was a time where I really felt like she just, she hated my guts. Like she just, she didn't like me. So then when we became adults, like I said, the roles definitely reversed and we weren't very close. I didn't validate her as much as she probably needed or wanted. I also didn't provide her with that safe space. I always you know, belittled her and always looked down on her for the decisions that she made. No, the whole time, you know, I wasn't making the best decisions in my life, but shit, to me, I swore, shit, I swore up and down. My shit did not stink. But in hindsight, I can definitely see how that impacted our relationship. And even now, you know, with me being almost 40 and with her birthday coming up in, um, in March, you know, as adults now, we're still working on different areas of our relationship. We're not as close as I would love for us to be, but I know that there takes some validation on both of our ends. So just even from my childhood, there wasn't a lot of validation. And even she didn't receive much validation from my mother growing up and even into her adult life. And then that also makes me think about any type of validation that my mom didn't seek. So it was just like, you know, a a repeated cycle over and over and over again of the lack a validation that we all received across the board. But I really, you know, started to sit back and think about the many ways that I invalidated myself, how not recognizing my self-worth or allowing other people to see my self-worth differently or, you know, having them to define it 
I realized how much I was invalidating myself and the relationships that I, you know, invested myself in, how sometimes they were invalidating, how I also invalidated my friends and my, you know, in our friendship groups. And it's just like this work, it never fucking stops. Like you really sit back and you're always thinking about, okay, what are some ways that I could have been a better person, period? You know, just a decent fucking human being. And so I'm making sure that daily, those are the things that I'm working on to be a better person for myself and for other people. And also making sure that what it is that I want, I'm putting out in the universe to receive that back. So today's episode, we're really going to get into some some validation information. And uh, I want to start off with what exactly validation means. Excuse me. And validation is a recognition or affirmation that a person or feelings or opinions are valid or worthwhile. And I can definitely count on many, many occasions to where I didn't feel like I was validated and how I also didn't validate other people. And it shit, it sucks. It sucks because we always want something. We always want to make sure that we're validated. Regardless of what it is that we do, we're always seeking the approval from someone else. And not in the sense to where we're hanging on there every single word, which a lot of times that is the case. But sometimes we just want that reassurance. We just want to be told, you know, you're on the right path. What you're feeling is valid. How you feel is completely okay. Let's talk about this. I understand why you feel this way. Let me explain to you my feelings. You know, just having that that validation as to why things are happening the way that they are. And I also have a quote of the day for us. If you put your validation in the hands of others, you will be obligated to go back to them every time you need it. So that's why it's so important that the validation that it starts with us first. And in today's episode, you know, we're really going to get into why it's important to validate ourselves, but also how it's so easy for us to seek validation from other people based on our past trauma, based on the things that we've gone through. Seeking that validation from other people, especially being codependent, I sought validation in so many ways, um, even at work. And I remember having a conversation with my manager, letting her know that if I come to you and I'm always asking you, does this look okay? Am I doing this right? Understand that this is something that I noticed that I didn't receive in childhood. And I thought that that was, you know, very adult of me (laughs) to go to her and at least express that because I was aware of that's what I needed. And working in retail, especially if you, you know, do the merchandising piece or you um, just I think it's pretty much anything in in general with, with retail. You are seeking that validation from your manager to make sure that you're doing something right because details matter, following instructions matter. And so when those instructions are followed, you want to seek the approval of the person that gave them to you to make sure that you're doing them right. Because when you're told that you're doing something right, it makes you feel better. It makes you feel like you're on the right path. So that was something that I found that I was always seeking. And even in my relationships, 
I was always wondering, am I being the right partner for this person? Am I making sure that I'm there for them, that I'm providing a safe space for them? Am I available for them when they need for me to be? And that was always the case. I was always making myself readily available, but a lot of times it wasn't reciprocated, which then created within me having those same behaviors, being emotionally unavailable, being narcissistic, not you know making myself available for those that needed me. And it definitely, I definitely see how it, it affected a lot of my relationships. It really, really did. And even from childhood, like I sought out validation from, you know, my teachers even, just making sure that the work that I was doing was, was correct. Because, you know, math wasn't a very strong subject for me. I knew that I was smart, but because I didn't get that extra push at home, I questioned how smart I was. Thank God for Lucille, because she definitely helped me um, with what she knew, especially when it came to math. She definitely helped me with what she knew how to. A lot of times, you know, my mom was working, so she wasn't there. So there weren't a lot of, um, there wasn't a lot of time for her to help me with certain projects. So a lot of things I ended up having to do on my own. So seeking that validation from that, just making sure like what I was doing was right. I, you know, I definitely struggled in that area. Like I said, you know, relationships and situationships, dealing, you know, with the lack of validation in those uh, co-workers. I would always seek validation from them to make sure that they knew that I had their back. Even if they were a shitty person, even if a lot of what they weren't doing was right, I was still trying to validate what they were doing just so they could see, you know, that I was on their side and that they could trust me. You see how invalidating that is to yourself? It's like you're, you're the sacrificial lamb. You are the sacrificial lamb because you want someone to make sure that they feel validated, that you neglect your own feelings of validation. When, again, it all comes from us. I definitely learned that narcissists and codependents, they both suffer from, from seeking validation. Especially, you know, with me working through my codependency, you know, even now. Um, also realizing that I was a narcissist, you know, how I was narcissistic in friendships and relationships. And I always sought validation. I always sought it from wherever I could seek it. I realized like I was never willing to change even though I sought the validation, even though I wanted to change. I knew I needed to change. I lacked a lot of self-awareness. I lacked a lot of self-awareness to the point where it was almost like any, any emotion that I felt or like if I felt like I wasn't in the wrong, I made it known. Oh, I don't have anything to apologize for. I didn't do anything wrong. So I was also invalidating other people's feelings and making, excuse me, and making them feel like, okay, well, what you feel like, okay, that didn't happen. 
So it's like, you know, I, I definitely, I, I definitely gaslit some people. I definitely gaslit some people. And it's, you know, it's, it really takes a lot for you to be able to sit back and reflect and be like, damn, you know, like I really was this kind of person to the people in my life. So I honestly don't blame certain people for not speaking to me now. And this is me, you know, me saying this. I really, I don't blame people for not speaking to me. I don't. Because I know I really wasn't, I wasn't a very good person to them. And again, that's not to take away anything that was also done on their end. But sometimes the cards fall how they, how they will in certain relationships. And I'm, I've come to understand and grieve those relationships. But I also know that in those moments, we both did the best that we could. And when I say relationships, I'm not just limiting it to anything romantic. I mean, even friendships, too. So I know that we both, both parties did what, you know, the best that we could in that moment. And I don't change anything. I don't take away anything. I'm grateful for that. And if I could change anything, it would be the way that I handled a lot of situations. I definitely, I own that. But when it comes to being able to seek validation, it's really important that you, you free yourself from seeking that within other people. Even though in that moment, like, it feels very empowering because we all want to be validated. We all want people to, you know, give us our, our flowers or, or show us how proud of us they are. But it really comes back to us. (laughs) I don't know why that took me a long time to get that out, but it really, really does. It really does come back to us. And some of the ways like I sought validation was through people pleasing. It was definitely through people pleasing, which is also tied into codependency. I, you know, was people, a people pleaser with my mom, with my friends and relationships. I wanted to make sure that I did everything that you wanted me to do so that you would not be mad at me. And with me working through my codependency, I now realize how, how much I took away from myself. Instead of adding to myself, I was giving that to someone else instead of giving it to myself. And I can shit, I, I can recall like so many instances where I was a people pleaser, like even at work. Um, doing things that I don't want to, um, you know, working a little extra, even though I may not have felt like it. In hindsight, you know, me thinking about, okay, well, this, you know, financially, this will work out for me, but I'm fucking tired. Not recognizing that, okay, T, you need to give yourself a break because you can't be fully functional if you're tired. And then it was like on the other end, well, I don't want my manager to be upset with me. Then the other side, it was almost like it was a tug of war. Because I'm like, okay, well, and give, who gives a fuck? You have to take care of you. And so now, you know, present day, I definitely stand firm on that. Because if I don't feel like doing it, I'm not going to do it. And that's just anything. No is a complete sentence. And I don't know how many times I have to advocate that. But no is a complete damn sentence. And it's not your responsibility to... Do what you don't want to do. 
you shouldn't have to do something you don't want to do. And how someone feels about your response, unless it's brought directly to you, it's none of your business. They're valid to feel how they feel, absolutely. But there's nothing that you can do at that point. I mean, you, and you don't have to go into detail about why you don't want to do something. That, that's another part of people pleasing. Like feeling like you have to give this grandiose ex- explanation as to why you don't want to do something. I just don't want to do it. Well, why? Because I don't want to. Plain and simple. Or I'm not going. Why? Because I don't want to. Set that boundary. That it definitely goes into setting boundaries as well when it comes to validating yourself. Setting those boundaries and standing firm on those boundaries. But I definitely realized like how from it stemming from childhood, going into adulthood, how big of an impact it played on a lot of my relationships. You know, I definitely view intimacy based off of sex, which was invalidating because I felt like the way that you would validate me is if I gave you some. And come to find out that definitely was a big crock of shit. And that diminished my self-worth because I, my self-worth depicted upon, depicted upon you fucking me or you finding me attractive. You know? So it's definitely, it's a lot. It's definitely a lot that goes into how, how ways, you know, the ways that I, I would seek validation, um, even from the abuse that I experienced, you know, from childhood, um, even adulthood, I guess you could say. Because I was 18. I was like, yeah, I was 18, so I guess, well, no, I don't consider you to be an adult. I guess in a black household, you consider an adult when you turn 18. <laughs> but, um, you know, from childhood, from the sexual abuse, even after I graduated from high school, the physical abuse that I had experienced, verbal, emotional. So I saw a lot of validation with my abuser, or from my abuser, rather. I would always seek validation from them because I felt like, okay, well, just as long as I don't do anything that's going to upset them, we'll be good. But that's the only thing, you know, with, with an abuser. You never really know what you've said that was wrong because it could be something just as simple and it can trigger them and then there you go with a hand upside your head and in hindsight I also realized how I broke that cycle within my family with abuse I definitely broke that cycle you got one time to put your fucking hands on me I will fuck you up. I'm going to give you a run for your fucking money. You can best believe that. That's for goddamn sure. And anybody that is in an abusive situation or has dealt with abuse in the past, regardless of any type of abuse, you are not alone. You have a community that stands behind you. And it can be frightening when trying to seek help, but know that we are here. And we support you. 
when I just constantly sought validation from, you know, from things that didn't mean me any good or from people that didn't mean me any good, it definitely, you see the power play that it, that it has with you. Excuse me, you definitely see the tug of war that it has on your, on your feelings. You start to question, and then there goes that overthinking. You start to overthink a lot of stuff. And you start to develop a lot of unhealthy dependencies. Dependencies to people. Dependencies to, you know, eating, drinking, overworking yourself. Because you're striving to seek validation from something. I really had to heal. I had to heal all of that shit just so I could be more... Just so I could be more in alignment with with like what my true values were. Because I didn't know. I didn't know where they were. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what I wanted. It was all based on what someone else thought. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know who I was. I had to really start empowering my own self just so I could learn to do more for myself and to trust myself more, to trust my intuition to trust my thoughts and not feel like I'm making the wrong decision. I ask for help and reassurance when I know that I need it. But now I can honestly say that I can stand firm in validating myself and what it is that I want and who I want to be and who I want. So we can say that. <laughs> I was I would always want to fix things for people, which is another way that I would always try to seek validation, because then again that allowed you to see that I had your back. But I had to realize you don't always have to fix things for people. Not everything needs to be fixed. Sometimes people need to work things out on their own. I had to learn that lesson with my niece. Because as much as I want her to understand, have a budget. Make sure you take care of your necessities before, you, before your wants. Because that wasn't really taught to my sister and I growing up. I wanted to make sure that she understood that. Because that definitely wasn't modeled from my sister to her. So I felt like it was my responsibility to make sure that she knew all of these things. And while, yes, I'm teaching you. A lot of these things, it's not my responsibility to make sure that you are constantly doing these things. I'm going to make sure that I check in on you every now and then. And if you're not, hey, that's the decision that you are making. And I have to trust that. I automatically wanted to always go in and fix things for my friends and provide them with a solution instead of asking them, okay, how can I support you? What do you feel like you should do? Because then that puts the ball in their court and it allows them to be like, okay, well, you know what? Well, I am in control of this situation. But they also know that they have somebody that supports them. And that was something I always made easy. Like I automatically wanted to get. And sometimes that can be very unwarranted and it can be off-putting. And it can also make people feel like, okay, well, what I'm feeling right now, like you're really not validating me. Sometimes I just want to be heard. I just need to, to know that how I'm feeling isn't crazy 
and what I'm doing isn't crazy. Sometimes I just need an ear. So that was something that I was also working through um, because I needed to seek that type of validation knowing that I was helping somebody. And even when, like, I would always need, I would always need to seek some type of attention or to receive some type of compliment, even though my ass struggled with, like, self-image and self-esteem, in order for me to feel like, you know, like, I look good, I would purposefully do shit to, you know, seek to have attention on me. It's like, a, it would be, like, a certain way that I would, you know, position myself or, um... And I even mentioned it, it's like in a, a past episode, like, you know, just do, just do attention seeking shit just so somebody would notice me seeking that kind of validation. And then there are times when it's given to me and I don't look for it and I don't know how to handle it because it's something like I was always looking for. I was always seeking that type of attention. And when it was given to me unsolicited, I did not know how to handle it. I didn't know how to respond to it. I always felt like, oh, well, what do they see that I don't see? But weren't you the same girl that was making yourself, putting yourself out there to be seen? I was. So you shouldn't feel any differently about yourself than what they do. It's ultimately, you know, when it comes to validation and, you know, validating yourself, it's just, it just boils down to being honest with yourself. And, and especially in those moments where you feel, you're feeling empty, especially if you, you felt like you were invisible as a kid, you grew up in a, in a narcissistic household, or, you know, you grew up in a controlling household. It's very easy to, to feel invisible if you're not receiving the love and support that you needed and seeking attention from others, it, would, it, it comes very easy for you because you didn't get a lot of it from your childhood. And then that's when it comes to you sitting down with yourself and really asking yourself, okay, well, what comes up for me in these moments when I'm seeking validation? Show yourself grace. Show yourself some compassion. You're doing a lot better than what you think. And I'm reminding myself, like, I'm, bitch, you're doing a good job. You're doing a lot better than how you were a year ago, two years ago. So don't cut yourself short. Validating yourself first is the most important thing that'll ever come. Oh, my God, I used to overachieve to gain love because of, (laughs) because, like, I just, I didn't care about myself. Like, I... I do consider myself to be a hopeless romantic, but I also realized like how stupid I used to be when it came to the opposite sex because I thought that I was always leading with my heart, but I was honestly just leading with my pussy. And that's just some real shit. Um, I would find you physically attractive first before I really knew who you were. And it always would backfire because then I realized, like, this motherfucker really ain't shit. Now, this didn't happen in all cases because I really, I've come across some really top-notch people. You know, I've dated amazing people. And the same energy that they gave me, I gave right back. Um, Everything was reciprocated. 
but I do realize that a lot of it I didn't know how to handle because I wasn't very self-aware at that time. Um, I wasn't very emotionally available. So the ghosting would happen at times. Um, I didn't know how to communicate my feelings. I always took everything personally. And I was very codependent upon them, especially if I really, really liked you. I wanted you around like all the time. But I used to feel like a lot of times that I would feel like invisible, even in that relationship, because I was never really asked a lot about my feelings about things. And then even if I was, I really couldn't communicate it as good as I thought I did because I didn't really know. I would, you know, a lot of times I knew I was either angry or sad about something. And I would always overthink things. I would self-sabotage a lot. And so I realized like that was definitely invalidating because I felt like I had to lower my expectations a lot of the times when it came to people, especially when it came to, you know, situationships. You know, I treated them as if it were an actual relationship because I wouldn't talk about what my expectations were or what I wanted. I would always just go along with what they wanted, which is invalidating because I wasn't validating how I truly felt about that person. And I wasn't allowing them to do that either, you know? So I really, I'm now, you know, in hindsight, I I see how much that was very invalidating for me. And I made sure that moving forward with any type of relationship that I had, how intentional that I needed to be to make sure that I wasn't just seeking out someone because, you know, they had a nice face. Um, or, you know, that they were charming. Because anybody can say anything. Anybody can talk themselves into your panties. You know what I'm saying? You can easily talk yourself into someone's pants. But it's just a matter of owning who you are, standing firm in that, knowing that you don't need them to validate you for anything, especially when you first meet somebody. You really don't need them to validate shit for you. Unless, you know, later on down the line, you two are both in a committed, solid relationship. Um, and you're able to validate one another. It's like you have that interdependency and the independence within that relationship. But in the beginning, you really don't need them to validate you unless you're both clear on what it is that you want. I also found like later on, even for me, how much, or just even like in high school and middle school, hell, probably even elementary school, like how I would always try to overachieve, even in the house, I will always make sure that I stayed out of trouble, even though I always got into trouble. But I tried to make things as easy as I could for my mom. So I will always go extra and do extra things, you know, be involved in sports or things within school. And I would always be sad whenever, like, she couldn't make make it because I felt like her being there at those things validated me and what I was doing. It gave me that extra push to be able to succeed and a lot of things that I was doing. I love theater. And when I found my tribe, I was like, yo, this is something that I definitely want to pursue. However, when it came time for me to go to college, I knew that that was something that I wanted to major in, but I didn't feel like I got a lot of support behind that. And even when I picked the degree of majoring in, in psychology, yeah, 
it was able to, you know, provide me with a good paying job. But I still feel like there were areas where I didn't receive a lot of validation in. And so that kind of made me question, like, okay, well, is this true? This is my true career path. Like, is this something that I ultimately want to do? And, you know, and now I realize how much of what I've done in the mental health field, how much it ties into my self-development and my healing and, you know, how I'm moving forward in that. I definitely see how much, how much of it definitely has been a stepping stone for me. But I do wish that I had gotten just a little bit more validation from my mom when it came to that. With me helping, um, with helping me to figure out what it is that I wanted to do. It's funny because me and Ebony, we actually were having a question, a conversation last night. And she asked me, had I ever thought about if my parents knew, or my mom rather, knew what it was that I wanted to be when I was a kid? And did she, you know, help me in pursuing that and identifying what my passion was? And I really couldn't answer that because I really don't recall that ever happening. I knew I wanted to be a model, but I don't, I don't remember ever having conversations with my mom about that or her pushing me or pursuing me to do that. I mean, I've always been told like I'm a pretty girl, you know, by relatives, you know, my family, shit like that, friends, you know, friend of people on the street, but um, I find now more of people telling me I should be a model based on how I carry myself. This one woman told me, she was like, you walk with such grace. And I was like, oh, well, thank you. Because sometimes I be in my own little world sometimes when I be walking and shit. Don't let me have no music on, child. Because when I tell you, especially if it's a good song and I be walking to the beat of that music, I swear I be in my own little world and I swear I'm walking down my own runway. And maybe you know that's what she saw. Maybe that's what she saw. But I really don't remember ever having that type of conversation with my mom or having any of my dreams pushed. To where, you know, me knowing what my true passion was. Because it took a while for me to really recognize what that was for me. And even now, at 39, I go back and forth with what exactly I want to do. But I know that it's, this shit is all going to come together. I just have to constantly remind myself, like, I am, I'm perfect the way that I am. And I can't allow anyone, uh, you know, to really change that because if I do, then again, I'm, I'm doing myself a disservice. I'm invalidating myself. And, and with that, it's like, you know, codependency, it'll make you feel like, you know, I'm not enough or I'm not, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing in this moment or what I'm doing isn't enough. And I need to make sure that I'm doing what other people want me to do so that I can make sure that I'm being accepted and loved by them. And then if you look at it from a narcissistic standpoint, it's like if I can't be exactly what other people want me to be, I can't get them to trust me. And it's like, you know, and thinking about like that, this this a bunch of bullshit. That is a bunch of bullshit. That's why it's important that we check in with ourselves. And we start to validate ourselves when we feel like, okay, what what do I need in this moment? Like right now? What is it? What is it that I need? 
Am I wearing a mask for other people, for, you know, for them to see who I am in this moment based on what they want me to be? Or am I being my true authentic self? Am I really being true to myself? And when it comes, when you invalidate yourself, the answer is always going to be no. You're not being true to yourself. You're not being your authentic self. What's your goal? What is your goal overall? Who do you want to be for yourself? Like, who do you want to be for yourself? Be able to set yourself free and and just be yourself. It sounds hard. It does, especially when you grew up in a narcissistic household or if you are codependent. Sometimes it can be hard to be yourself. And, you know, being someone who is still working through a lot of these things, it can be done. And it is being done. And I'm grateful for that. Because even with, you know, all of the the stuff that comes up for me from my past, the trauma included, I am able to now validate myself for what I've gone through. And that's all my inner child has ever wanted, was to feel validated. Was to be told what you felt was okay. You were not, you weren't wrong for feeling the way that you felt. And that's okay. Validating ourselves is hella important. Well, how do I validate myself? (laughs) (sighs) Well, there's a lot of ways, honestly, that you, you can validate yourself. But the main thing, honestly, I would say start with with some inner child healing. Start with your inner child. Start with healing that inner child. Mothering yourself. Reparenting yourself. Say things to yourself that you wish your parents had told you. Telling yourself that what happened to you, it wasn't your fault. Making sure that you tell your inner child that I'm here for you right now. And I'm not going to leave you. Because even when times where you felt like people left you or abandoned you, and that's, you know, since with the attachment and the abandonment, and when times when you felt like, you know, you were left alone, you now have the opportunity of validating your inner child. And let your inner child know that, you know, their feelings are valid and that you're listening. Because that's where a lot of times, like, when we feel like we're not being heard, it's our inner child that felt like they weren't being heard. That stems from, you know, childhood past trauma. Give your inner child a chance to feel anything and everything without judgment, like the same judgment that you felt when you were growing up and even as an adult. This, I want you to, I want you to use this as a, as a journal prompt. Um, ask your inner child if there are any current feelings that they want to share. So that means like really sitting down and like going deep, deep within. And asking your inner child, 
if there's any feelings that you want to, that they want to share. And that's, that's going to be some heavy shit. And I mean, don't be surprised if you know, if, if you shed a couple tears. Because it's going to be a lot of stuff that you may have suppressed that your inner child has been wanting you to validate for them. That they didn't have validated. That you've been ignoring for the sake of validating other people's feelings and emotions. So, you know, to validate yourself, take yourself seriously. Because your feelings are important, your feelings matter. Even with validating other people, do the same. Offer any assistance and support. It's, validation is very reciprocal. That's what I've come to understand. It's very reciprocal. You know, be in the moment and listen with intention. Mirror a lot of what, what you hear and, and show that you understand. Just as you would want that for yourself. Your trauma is valid and you definitely desire the space to talk about it. You deserve the space to talk about it. And nobody can, you know, limit or minimize what it is that you've gone through. The feelings you felt, they were real and nobody has the power to change that. Even though many people feel like they, they, they can, but nobody, nobody's story is the same as yours. And no one can ever tell you that you didn't experience the shit that you experienced. I just know now that because I've been more aware of what validation means to me and how I've been reparenting myself, I've gotten so much better at not seeking that validation from other people. And it's made a very big difference in the relationship that I have with myself, the relationship that I have with my inner child, and the relationship that I have with other people. Especially when it came to me returning back to work recently. It was a struggle because I definitely, I sought validation when I realized like, okay, validate yourself first. You're doing okay. You're doing better than what you think. A lot better than what I thought. So I do hope that today's episode has found you well. I do hope that you have been able to recognize how important it is to validate yourself and the ways in which you may have been invalidating yourself. But the one key thing to understand is that it's fixable. It is fixable. And never let anybody else invalidate you because you deserve Excuse me. You deserve to have your feelings validated. And your story is your story. Don't forget to like, comment, and share. Spread the word. Let people know what's going on in the Harvest Podcast that we go over here planting seeds for healing and growing. And we're going to continue to do so. One row at a time. I will catch you on the next episode. And I hope that this finds you well. Happy harvesting.